Tuslap will now publish details of crash closures and when and where the inspections are carried out in a major... Sh- real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Shake-up of the sector in the wake, of course, of the hide-and-seek scandal. The agency said it's implementing the policies with immediate effect and is committed to ensuring that there is a greater communication with parents with respect to when individual crashes have been inspected and deregistered. And Tusla made the commitment after it confirmed it has removed four hide-and-seek crashes. Jeez, it took a long time to do it, didn't it? Considering the programme was on ages ago. Uh, from D- the Dublin Register uh, of early years services in light of the disturbing allegations that were uncovered in the RT investigation. The, ad, uh, the agency said it's now taking the following steps with immediate effect to publish decisions to remove early years services from uh, the register on Tusla's website. In other words, you will see on the Tusla website who has been deregistered, essentially. Uh, publicly communicate details of deregistered services. In other words, they would give that to the media. Uh, consult with parents as part of the regulatory process. Require providers to display their certificate of registration and add the date of inspection to the register of earlier services to alert parents that a report is now pending. Now, the Director of Quality Assurance with Tusla, Brian Lee, said the new requirements were uh, being implemented to help parents make informed decisions about childcare to ensure that they have trust in the childcare services being offered to them. A spokesperson for the Early Childhood Ireland said it welcomed the move by Tusla to provide more information to parents about childcare services it inspects. And this year, an undercover investigation into the standard of care and hide-and-seek questions revealed how children were roughly handled. It also showed a series of fire safety breaches. And in a statement, a spokesperson for hide-and-seek um, it did not accept the outcome of the regulatory process. They said, since the airing of the RT programme, we have continued to work to ensure we adhere to the highest standards. We are very confident in the service provided at all four of our crashes and will appeal this decision. So they're clearly not happy that they've been deregistered, so to speak. Tusla said it acknowledges that parents in the areas will find themselves in the difficult position of finding alternative childcare providers and said it will expedite any applications for registration of new childcare providers in the area or any applications for a change in the circumstances in this area. Now, I want to know if this move by Tusla will serve as a reassurance for people who leave their children into crashes on a regular basis. Would you be more or less likely to put your child into a crash now after watching the RT programme and listening to everything that's gone on over the last few months? And look, it's not just hide and seek. We talked about, obviously, the programme at the time, going back a few months ago, when it all happened. And we had people come on the air who worked in crashes and told us how badly run some of them were. It's not just hide-and-seek. Hide-and-seek just happened to be the one that was featured in RTE. I guarantee you there are crashes all over the country as we speak, breaking the rules. All right? Now, I'm not suggesting they're all bad, but there's nobody, and I think it's fair to say, there is nobody can look after your child like you as a parent. That's the bottom line, isn't it, really? And I want to get your thoughts. The question today is, would you be more or less likely to put your child into a crash when you've heard everything over the last six months and, of course, the latest recommendations by Tuesday. Are you less likely? Do you worry about putting a child into a crash? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Maybe you're in a situation where you have to. I mean, there is the argument that somebody just rightly pointed out the text and says, Niall, and nowadays seem to, people seem to put their children into, te- into crashes willy-nilly, so to speak. Uh, they don't need to. If they didn't have that second holiday or second car, they could make a sacrifice and one parent could stay at home and mind the child. 
Hmm. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Do you believe these programmes, the RTE Investigates programme and Tussler's announcement today and the all the, regulatory, the regulations that are now coming in, is it less likely that you will put a child into a crash, or are you more likely now? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Sandra, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sandra? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Sandra, I mean, look, when you're entrusting somebody else with your child's welfare, it's not an easy choice. No, definitely not. But I mean, um, that RTE programme, as you said, that, that particular crash is only the tip of the iceberg. Now, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of good places out there and good people who look after children. But um, having personal experience, but not at the time, um, I just don't trust them. I don't trust anybody unless I had a family member working there or somebody that I knew. I I wouldn't trust them because, as I said, something happened to one of my kids and it shocked me and I, I never got the chance to do anything about it. And did you become kind of overprotective after that then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was always overprotective, but the fact of my situation, the person involved didn't... I thought I was going to the best because she had good-named people, you know, well-known people, their kids, and I said, no, you can't go wrong with this because they'd expose and blah, blah, blah. And then it was only a couple of years later, like, my child got really, really sick and all these things, and then this person said, oh, I really take care of them because they were a nurse to begin with. And, of course, I allowed myself to be be trusted. I had no choice. I wasn't talking to my family. I had no help. And then a couple of years later, my husband met somebody who worked there and spilled the beans and said, yeah, your child was treated really, no, it wasn't beaten, but treated badly. And the food that you sent in, yeah, yeah, and the food you sent in was, um, what you call it, given to her kids and she ate the rubbish stuff to your child and See, I, I, I mean I know how you feel and I remember many years yeah. ago one of my children I won't say which one it is but um, they were in um, preschool um, a Montessori as it would have been called mm-hmm. at the time and I remember one day I was in it a bit early uh, to collect them and it had a glass window on the front of it like it was a house and it had a large yeah. window in the front and as I, I kind of drove up I, I don't think they kind of spotted me but one of the women that worked there I think there were like three or four of them that worked there she was putting his coat on and I seen the way she manhandled him into the coat. Yeah. She was pulling his arm and pushing his arm into the coat. I was going, oh, my God. And I got out of the car really quickly and went in. I said, what do you think you're doing? And she changed her attitude really quickly. And I was like, oh, isn't he lovely? And oh, yeah. And I'm going, yeah. oh, my God. And then I looked around because I'd literally been the first person in. They hadn't had a chance to clean it up. And there was like ham on the floor. There was a, and kids were picking it up and eating it. And, okay, I know oh, these God. things can happen. You know, yeah, but, they didn't happen at home. but Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it was just the way she manhandled him. And yeah. I knew she wouldn't have done that if she had a saw me. Because every other day that I'd arrived, you know, it was all really nice. And he was being brought to the door and his coat was being put on him lovely. And, and you know, But this particular day, they didn't see me. And yeah. I could see the difference. And I, I, I'm kind of saying when the cat's away, the mice will play. When you're not there and you can't see what's going on, you know, yeah. I, I don't believe. I, I think to them it's just a job. And I think that's human nature too, by the way. You yeah. Know, because we yeah. all get pissed off at times, you know, because kids yeah, but be trying. Little person, I mean, they're so dependent on you to take care of them. I mean, I see now a total change in, in my kid at the time, and uh, anxiety got IBS. You know, somebody yeah. who was really, really happy-go-lucky. Um, now they, she got a picked up a bug there, and it, it led to her having ended up. Well, uh, she came out of it. She had a heart condition then eventually out of it. Oh, so gosh. that's rectified now, but. 
I, I'm, I'm. Every time I think of it, I get sick. I feel like I'm, you, I was what, a real bad do you mother. Feel, do you feel guilty now because of that? Yes, all, all the time, all the time. But it wasn't and your fault. You did it with the best intentions. I know, I, I know I did. And I still see this other person's kids because this person, well, when you talk about karma, well, they got really sick, ended up in a wheelchair and died. Oh, right, okay. But I, I'm never going to get the chance to go and t- take up for my child and, and and hold that person in question and say, why, you know? Mm. So, so what, what do you say to, you know, couples, young couples out there who, according to most of them, they say they have to both work to afford their home or to afford I feel them. sorry for them, Niall. And, and, and it, there is just a time where you have no choice but to, to put your kid in. And I know there are do, But do you have no in. choice? And um, maybe in the rare cases, I think you don't have a choice. But I yeah, think in the majority of cases, if you sacrificed... You know, I mean, people say, oh, I've no choice. But yet those same couples, they might put the, the kid in the crash, say, nine to five, you know, eight o'clock in the morning to five o'clock in the evening, wherever it is, right? And yeah. those, and they go in a nice holiday and they have two cars and they both have careers. And sometimes, not all the time, I believe there's a bit of a selfishness about it. Um, I was just going to say that there are people who do put the kids in unnecessarily. But in this day and age with mortgages, and I know couples who have to put their kid in because they need the second mortgage and they don't go away on lavish holidays and, you know, they don't have a lot, but they still, the amount of the pain crashes. Yeah, but they, the, best, the best psychologist in the world will tell you that the formative years of a child's life, which will be kind of zero, yeah. zero to six years of age yeah. before they start school, that they advise that a parent should always be at home. I mean, that's the way we yeah. were all brought up, of course. Yeah, when exactly. our mams, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to be sexist about it. It can be a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. But that yeah. there should be a parent, because realistically, I don't care what you tell me about crashes. Nobody can look after a child like you. Absolutely, 100%. Because they don't love them as much as you do. No, they don't. The love is not there. The compassion is not there. Like when they fall, they're picked up. Oh, you're okay, blah, blah, blah. The hug and the, the reassurance is not there. Now, and then the I mean, I'm not saying they're all bad kids. people because most people no, who work are good people. You know no, what I mean? No, and the, the child mind is the, the same. I mean, I, I, I know a couple of child minders. And I mean, yeah, you would trust your children 100%. But just after seeing that documentary, in this day and age, what's still going on in quest. It's just horrible. Okay, well, stay there a second. Let me go to Alan. Alan, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Alan? How are you doing, Alan? Alan, you know, it doesn't leave a nice taste in people's mouths when they see these. Now, I mean, I know Hide and Seek just happened to be the one featured in the documentary. There are other bad crashes around the country. There are some also yeah. very good crashes around the country as well. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it is, you know, your most valuable possession is your child. And, yeah. and you have to trust the people you're leaving them with. Definitely. Definitely. But as I was telling Helena there, my two of my daughters work in creches. Mm-hmm. One manages a creche and the other is just a general worker in the creche, an early years educator, they call them. But the amount of training and two-star recommendations that they have to follow is unbelievable, unbelievable for what they get paid. The pay in childcare is an absolute disgrace. I'm not saying that ha- that should affect how they treat the kids, but... Yeah. There's an awful lot of... Well, it does affect your morale if you're not being very paid yeah, very well for what you're yeah. doing, of course, yeah. Yeah, but they have to actually love what they're doing to be able to do it. Because I know, personally, I wouldn't be able to do it. Well, the only way to increase the pay in the sector of childcare would be to have it subsidised by the state. Yeah, and, because... And that's the only the way, because it doesn't, it doesn't pay. pay, yeah. The amount parents pay to questions is unbelievable. Oh, well, yeah, I know. Compared to what you see, what the, uh, the staff are actually paid. Now, my younger daughter, who's just an early years educator... She was in the crash, and last year she witnessed a staff member manhandling a child. Now, literally dragged the child off the table. Mm, right. And this girl, she, my daughter reported it, 
and this girl was eventually fired over this. But she's now working in another crash. So when, so when they're... Well, then that's what I'm wondering. So if somebody is reported, and rightly so by your daughter for manhandling a child, and they lose their job, how come another crash can hire them? Why then no, do they not... I think they should be barred. Yeah, barred they should completely be. from Definitely ever working with a child. With a child again, yeah. That's I don't understand how she was able to get another job in childcare. That doesn't make any now, sense, does it? With regards to the... God, that question was called and I can't think of the name of it. Um, can I, sorry, just in, in being again there, in relation, because I, I'm, obviously I'm ignorant in the field, I don't know very much about it, but mm-hmm. surely they have to have guard of vetting, obviously, because they, they work, do. They, work yeah, they have to have guard of vetting. Well, then if, yeah. you're, if you're fired from a job for neglect of a child or abusing a child in any way, shape or form, be it physically or otherwise, surely then that should take away your guard of vetting. If that's re- Maybe there should be a system whereby that can be reported to the guards and go down on your record. Well, they were to, uh, what my daughter found out afterwards that it it was up to the parents then to report it to the guards that they mm. wanted to. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting somebody should go to jail if it was only something, uh, you know, reasonably innocuous. But in saying yeah. that, they're clearly not capable of looking after children. No, definitely not. And that's what I said to them. I was asking my daughter afterwards. I said, how was she able to go and get another job in a crash? And she said, basically, she, when she starts an application for another job, she has to do another I mean, if you were working in a bank and you robbed money, you're not going to get a job in another bank. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's it. So, I mean, yeah. I don't see why if you're working in a crash and you get fired for, you know, obviously being neglectful or abusive to a child that you would get a job in another crash. That doesn't make any sense. No, well, I don't understand how... a state exam, you're not allowed to take a, a state exam for five years. I mean, if you cheese, yeah. This is yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I just but think I they know. should be named and shamed and not allowed to work with children anymore. That's the that's only definitely. way they're going to send yeah. a message across. Plus... But, I, but I do have a concern in relation, and Alan makes a very reasonable point in relation to the pay, right? And yeah, I'm, not okay. saying, I'm not saying it's an excuse, by the way, to treat children badly, but if you're being paid really crap money for a particularly difficult job, which it is a difficult job, it does d- reduce the morale, certainly, and it doesn't make Definitely. you want to. Yeah. But there's a big shortage now of childcare. I mean, I, I've heard it going around that there's, um, they can't get staff because they of can't. the low pay. And so. the majority of staff that I've seen when I've been collecting my daughters that are from work a couple of years ago, the majority were Spanish. Spanish girls coming in and then my daughter was telling me that the regulations and the training that they receive is completely different over in Spain to what it is here. Why, do, why don't so, we have a system like America where they have kindergartens um, where they're literally state-run, similar to schools? Yeah, that would be yeah. ideal. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you would have early, early learning teachers in there, Montessori teachers or whatever it is, you know, looking after young children obviously with an agreement that they keep till, till five o'clock or whatever time the parents, you know, so they, and the parent would pay extra if they want them kept, obviously, and held over until they get home from work. I, I think it would be a much better system. Absolutely, it'd be great. My eldest daughter manages a crash as well. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that she can't understand how to have allowed this to happen because she said, at the moment, in the crash she's in at the moment, working, she said that every couple of weeks, two inspectors are out and she said, they don't tell you when they're coming out, they just arrive. Right. And they could be there for half a day, and they literally, they're literally on their hands and knees, crawling under presses, checking to make sure the place is clean, and they're going into laundry rooms to make sure all the towels and all that are used are properly laundered, and everything is documented. So I don't know how this crash got away with what they get away with. And well it, wasn't, well, it wasn't just this crash. I mean, the other crashes are... No, no, there is a lot of them. There yeah. is a lot of them out there. And can I point out, by the way, hide and seek, as you know, have now been deregistered, right? Uh, yeah. But they did say they're going to appeal it. Yeah. Well, I just think that's anything that like goes on, they shouldn't be allowed to operate again. And end no. of. 
Definitely no not. way should they. And then close down and open up with another name. No, they, she should be fired off. The same thing as minor kids. She was yeah. at the height. The, 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 well, she, well, well, the book stops yeah. with her, the owner of the, of the yeah, crash. Yeah, exactly. She's responsible. So yeah. she shouldn't be allowed to have a second chance where kids are concerned. Yeah, I don't believe when kids, you're right, when kids are no, concerned, there is, should, should be no second chances. Yeah. Well, say, well, say there a second, guys, because I have to go to a break, and I want to come to Malachi after the break as well, um, who doesn't have a huge amount of faith in Tusla, generally speaking. Uh, you can give us a text or a WhatsApp. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. 087-188-0008 If you want to send us an audio WhatsApp message, you can. Hey, you know, people who put their children in crashes, they're just selfish. If you have children, rear your children yourself. I mean, we have kids growing up now that have no empathy. They don't know what it is to be loved by a mother and father. They've been brought up by strangers, hand back to their parents, put to bed. Don't have kids if you're not going to rear them yourself. To that guy who just sent you a voice message there, well, fair play to him. Fair play to him. He can probably has a council house there getting paid for it and everything else. I have a mortgage. My wife, we, we have a big, big, big mortgage. We have to work to pay the bloody mortgage to give our kids a better life in the future going forward. We can't afford that. Our kids go into a crash and school and you have a great bit of crack, a great time. And we collect them at four o'clock at the latest and we come home from work or wherever it is and we spend the time with them that we need to spend time with them. My kids are grand. They're grand. Idiots. Saying things like that. You know what I mean? Fair play to your council house there, lad. Let's look at you. Right, okay. He obviously wasn't very happy with the comment that was made before the break by somebody who said it was a selfish thing to put their child into a crash in the first place. Let me go to Maliki. Maliki, you're on Classic Hits. Maliki, these new uh, recommendations by Tusla, and they've also obviously deregistered hide-and-seek crash, but uh, just for people who didn't hear it, published decisions to remove earlier services from uh, from the register on the Tusla website, uh, publicly communicate details of deregistration services, consult with parents, require uh, providers to display certificates, and add the date of inspection to the register of early year services to alert parents that a reporting is, report is pending. Uh, these recommendations, do you think they're good news? Well, and we're really becoming a nanny state in this country. Everything is about regulation. And then the regulations are brought in and nothing happens. I wouldn't send anybody in tools for a bottle of milk, never mind anything else. Nobody send anybody indeed in the government for it. If you look at, you know, what passes for normality here, you buy a printer and you can't even... Fit it in the door. <laughs> yeah, fit it in the room. We're building a whitewater rapid down in oh, I, 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 We'll talk about that again sometime, and it's an interesting one. That I have all the things that you would want to build as a tourist attraction. Whitewater rafting in the middle of the financial district doesn't well, seem to me like well, a logical idea. Even that bit apart, it's yeah. gone from 10 million two years ago to 22 million now. We have a, a hospital being built by a child who's Minister for um, Health, which is now going to touch 3 billion. We have a minister for children who has no children. And surely, you know, before anybody does anything about children, to understand rearing a child, surely you would think you would have to have had one yourself. You don't have a driving instructor out there who can't drive. You know, and what we have working in creches now and in general in childcare are people who've come through the university system and done social work degrees. I could go to Trinity today and learn and read a book about how to swim. It won't make me a swimmer. You know, this country is totally dysfunctional in every way. What was wrong with the system where the woman down the road 
mind that three or four kids after school are... are well, they're now going to tax that. They're now going to tax that woman down the road. They've made it so difficult for her to do it that it's not worth it. This whole thing about fire certs and fire regulations, most of the schools and a lot of the places where creches are were built before there was any legislation in relation to fires. Now, then people are all going to have to get fire certs. But is, that, or, is it not a good thing? When, when we saw the, the RTE documentary uh, and relation to hide-and-seek and some of the, I suppose, the, the, the downside to the way some of these places are run. And this is not the first programme. They did it four years ago as well. And there was a place in Malahide and a couple of other places were involved. And it just did show us that there are people who are good people working in these places, but there are people who really couldn't care less because it's, it's not their children. Industry. And, and once you, t- you see, what they've done with childcare is that they've totally privatised it. They won't fund it, despite the, the claims from, from Zappone that they, they would fund it. They're forcing people and couples out to work just to pay a mortgage and childcare, not for holidays, as, as one of your, your callers um, said there. That people are simply have to work to pay for a mortgage. You know, and now they have another mortgage with child but, it, but it's not I talked about this the other night it's not just that people have mortgages I mean, that people have always had to pay a mortgage of some description right but it's you know life has become more expensive in general because we live a different lifestyle to the people of 30 years ago the people of 30 years ago didn't have internet bills they didn't have sky subscriptions they didn't have we have a lot more bills now because we live a different lifestyle we live happily a, a better lifestyle than the people of 30 or 40 years ago so hence we have more money to spend we, we have to spend more money for that lifestyle I'm not so sure that it's happier because we seem to have more people with mental health problems we seem to have more people who are unhappy and we're continually told we were told yesterday there's something like a million people living in poverty another nonsense which will you know, oh, well I don't believe there's, our, a, I don't believe there's a million people living in poverty in this country that's ridiculous there are millions more for the, the NGO sector to, to pontificate about it no, but okay, I'm not, I'm not arguing with your point that we are in a situation where a lot of couples have to work. Some don't have to, let's be clear about that, because if they want to make sacrifices, but a lot do have to work uh, to afford their mortgage. But it is a different world we live in, it is a more expensive world we live in, and maybe the solution of the woman down the road is, is not always the easy... And there is still the woman down the road, by the way, there is still the woman in the... There's far between there is. they're being regulated out of it. But, see, but, but Maliki, you know, here's a, something, two slides are doing something, and you're still giving out about it. No, Tulsa are actually pretending to do something. Like, they, like we do with everything in this country. We bring in legislation. I mean, one of the people who were on yesterday, for instance, on, on another programme, um, who runs a crash, was saying that they have the inspectors out regularly who passed them. And now Tulsa are telling them, oh, well, that doesn't count. You're not passed. You know, so, which, so either they send out inspectors who pass you or, or don't pass you. And that's... The correct position, or they, they you know, they and would, but I'm just curious. I, I know you're past the point of, but I think you've grandchildren or whatever it is now. I know yeah. you, you don't have any young children, but would you have second thoughts about leaving a child in a crash? I would have always had second thoughts about leaving a child in a crash, and I think that people know when something is wrong. You know, there's nothing bigger than, than, than women who are coming out of crashes and that you know will talk to each other. I know they just pick the kids up and. and generally jump back in the car. Mm. But people know if something is wrong. Like, the hide-and-seek thing, then people were brought to court for breaches of the various regulations. And people still sent their kids in. So it didn't change people 
people's actions. You know, the, the way to deal with creches that are not providing the service that you want is not to send your kids to them. Well, I have an interesting text here. My daughter works in childcare. One mother asked her not to let the child, two years of age, to sleep all day. Why, I think where she could uh, put her, so, so she could put her to bed when she got her home. In other words, I, I, but I'm not too sure exactly what context she's reading the text, but I get the general gist of it. So she's asked the crash worker, make sure you keep her awake all day, because when I get her home because at five I o'clock, I, I, I don't want to be bothered with her. I want her to go asleep when she goes home. Yeah. But, you know, and I know kids, and, the, the, and Tulsa will tell you that children of that age are supposed to sleep for a certain amount of time during the day, and all of this thing is regulated. Um, but people know, people should, you don't go to a shop that's overpriced that doesn't provide a service that you want. You go somewhere else. And it should be the same with creches. But is there a better system? I mean, I mentioned earlier on, you know, in the United States, of course, you've got the kindergarten system, right? Which are literally like state-run schools, similar to, you know, national schools and everything else. So in other words, you have a whole new school system for children under the age, I suppose, of five. Between two and five. In America, many people would be questioning the level of education and what's actually happening in those schools and and the indoctrination that's coming through from a whole um, left liberal agenda. But leaving that aside, you know, do we want to send children of that age to school? I mean, we've set the starting age for school here at four or five, and now we have kids in kindergarten, you know. Mm. Okay, well, well, hang on, let me go to Sheila as well. Sheila, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sheila? Hi, how are you, Niall? Uh, you work um, at a creche. Yeah, so I, I've i been working in a creche for the last two years around that. Um, and I just think that the creches are getting a bit of a raw deal here in ways by some people. You know, people are saying that you wouldn't send your t- child to a creche or that parents are desperate for ch- sending their children to creches and stuff. I just think that's very unfair. And actually, um, I think I from working in the creche, I see 100% the benefits of children being with other children in the creches without their parents sometimes, where they're not being mollycoddled. You know, I, I'm not saying, I mean, we love the children, we give them, you know, the hide-and-seek with the no one-to-one, that's absolute ridiculousness. We love any opportunity we have to give the children one-to-one, we'll do that with the children. Um, so they are getting that, you know, emotional reassurance from the staff in the creche. Um, and then I think... You know, any of the training that we've done on child development, what's absolutely crucial for children is their social and emotional development. And that really comes from playing with other children the same age as them um, in an environment where, you know, we're all trained to know what's best for the children's development. And and would, would you have many inspections, by the way? We So we were inspected recently, and I just think it is too slab. The, the system with Tusla, I think, is a bit of a joke. They came in and they told us, you know, different things that they felt we were in compliance with. You well, know, give, well, give, me like, an, give me an example. Just give me an example of something that you... Like, will... um, there was, you know, paint on the wall that obviously we, you know, we may not notice every single thing every single day when you're in the environment all the time. There was paint on the wall that was chipped and they wanted that to be, re- you know, repainted. Right. Yeah, stuff that's really, a... reasonably insignificant, Yes. Yeah, they said a child could ingest it, with, and it ah, might be poisonous. Yeah. Jesus, you're the worst than that in your house, for God's sake. But you, but you know, yeah, exactly. But we, you'll, you'll try and become compliant. But um, and there was paint on one of the tables um, that they said, you know, it, it wasn't actually a table for actually eating on. It was a table that the children used to play 
making their tea and coffee for for their kitchen area. Mm-hmm. And they said that the paint on that was chipped and that that needed to be replaced. But then to become compliant, you have to send them pictures of everything that you, you know, that you fixed, that you repaired. So we have to send them a picture of the table painted or we can send them a picture of where the table used to be and say we removed it. Now, I just think sending That doesn't make any sense at all. absolutely ridiculous. You can just take it out of the way, take the photograph and send it off. On on the table taking the picture, you know, I just think that their systems are very flawed. There's no reason the amount of time it took us to send all the pictures and then for them to receive it, there was something wrong with their computer. I think it would have been faster for them to just come back and check that we've actually done it. And I think with the same with the hide-and-seek um, creches, I know that their rooms, you know, there was too many cots in the room. And I presume if, if they were seen as being non-compliant because the, the cots were too close together, there's no reason why they couldn't pull all the cots out of the sleep room Take the picture, or oh, we've only three in there now, and then the minute the picture is taken and sent, put them all back in again. All the paths back in again. Yeah, you know. So I think that definitely Tusla need to take a hard look at themselves. Well, as I well. mean, you heard, um, you heard Maliki there a second ago, and he said basically he wouldn't let them walk his dog. So I don't, yeah. I don't think people have a huge amount of faith in Tusla. But generally speaking, Sheila, do you think crashes in general are run well in this country? I, all I, I can only speak about my own crash because, you know, there's no... I, I haven't been in anywhere else. I but I mean, but I'm sure in your own crash, like, the staff, what? your own staff have worked in other crashes and there's probably anecdotal stories and stuff like that. So it's, it's a family-run business, the yeah. crash that I'm working in. Um, it's my mum, actually, who's the owner. What I can tell you for sure is that everybody is very well-trained. Um, it's an absolute profession you're not going to get into unless that it's a vocation because... We did so much training. There's girls there with degrees. You know, they were in college for four years and they're getting paid 10 euro an hour when really it would be far more in their interest to go and do S&A, which mm-hmm. when I was doing my childcare course, the, everyone in that course wanted to get an S&A job. Nobody okay, wanted well, to Okay, well, just very quickly before we get to the break, can I just ask you about that, Maliki, very quickly. The, the, the money they're on, if you're paying people crappy money, they're not going to want to work very hard, are they? Well, and people think there's a huge amount of money to be made out of because... <clears throat> well, the owners make money, in fairness. Well, they may not, well they may all, all I can tell amount. you as well is that my mother does not... I sat down with her, I was managing with her, and there is no money to be made in my mother's crash. Now, maybe she needs to up her fees, but that's not feasible for the parents. Right, okay. um, I guess maybe... So, you're, in other words, what you're saying is you're not going to be rich out of any sense. Just, I have to take a break. I'll come back to the boat to you in a second, because I want to go to Jay as well. All right, just very quickly, uh, i got to just go back to Sheila Maliki as well. Maliki, in, in relation to the, you know, people and what they get paid, that's the main complaint I hear all the time. You've got hard-working, majority of the time it's women, obviously, because there's very few men work in the industry. But um, getting paid really crappy money for a particularly difficult job. So what's the solution to that? Oh, he's gone, is he? Sorry, Sheila, what, is, what do you think is the solution to that? I definitely think, you know, more state subsidies. And I know Maliki was saying there beforehand that it would be good if, um, you know, if kind of non-legislative child-minding was kind of more prevalent now. But actually, I think it's very unfair then to have a child-minder who isn't being... Um, you know, inspected, and then you have the crashes on the other hand that are being in- inspected, you know, 
constantly and new regulations coming in all mm-hmm. the time. Malagi, should more money be put into it from a state point of view? Should the state be subsidising these questions more so the staff can get paid better so they might actually care about their job a little bit more? Yes, of course they should. Just as they do in some Scandinavian countries where, you know, creches are fully um, paid for by the state. Um, but this is Ireland. We're incapable, and I think more and more people are coming to this conclusion, that we're actually incapable of doing anything correctly for ourselves other than ripping off the state. Okay, we'll stay there for a second as well. Let me go to Laura and Jay. Laura, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Laura? Hiya. Uh, Laura, you've listened to Sheila and Maliki there just before the break as well. I mean, and essentially the whole system seems to be flawed in some sense. I suppose I'm lucky in the sense that my little one goes to crash three days a week and then my mum minds her two days a week and that's the way it's been since she was one. Okay. Um, uh, I will admit that when... I was looking for a crash. I didn't know anything about them. I was kind of selfish and picked one that was convenient for me coming and going from work. I looked well, that, well, that is important it. as well. Of yeah. Course, yeah. And then I looked out. I got a brilliant crash. They have an app that the parents log into. You can see what the kids are up to. They well, like a, cam- a camera, is it? And it's not. It's an it's an interactive app like that. They update. They put up pictures of what the kids have been up to. They put why, up. There's um, the thing. Why can't they put cameras in them? I don't know why they can't put cameras. I in. think it's to do with data protection and that. And I think mm. it's just because. So I know in order for the crash to take pictures, we had to sign. Um, our, we had to give our consent to it. So there may be parents that don't agree to that. So if right, there okay. were cameras there, you would see them. Um, but, I mean, she, we were lucky. They have a crash that the kids go to when they're small. And then they move up to a bigger crash in another building. But, I mean, they seem to do great stuff with them. And I know there's bad ones in every um, sector. But, I mean, the crash we have in Glasnevin just seems to be brilliant. And with the app, you can interact with them if you want to tell mm. them any notes or anything like that. You can. And you're, you're saying you had to do it because you had to go back to work. I had to go back to work. I actually earn more than my husband, so it wasn't a case that... I could stay at home, but I mean, in this day and age, we have a mortgage to pay, private health care, we have a pension, things like that. That it's not, I wouldn't get enough from, like, as, as a stay at home mum to warrant um, staying at home. Yeah, I get, I get you. Well, just, well, just very quickly because I want to go to Jay as well. But Sheila, what's what's the issue with putting in cameras? Because um, yeah. it would be, it, it would. I think for a lot of parents it would give them a great bit of peace of mind. Not that they'd be looking at them all day or anything. I'm sure that it would, and I'm sure there's no staff member, you know, in the country, well, like, in good staff members who would object to it in any way. But if you think about it, Nigel, if you're at home and your little Johnny, it's always your little Johnny, is in crash, and your little Johnny and little George want um, the same toy, can you imagine, you know, if you're sitting there watching your child... <laughs> And they're row. both fighting <laughs> over the same tie. And next thing you have two parents coming in saying, we saw them pushing each other today and they're only two years old and they don't talk. So that's the only way that they can Okay, so it would be, it would be a never-ending problem of overaction, of overreaction. a whole other kind of world. Yeah, okay, well, sit there all of you for a second. Let me go to Jay very quickly because I've only got two minutes. Jay, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jay? Um, Jay, do you trust crashes? Would you have much faith in them? No. I no. Wouldn't. No, I never did and I never will. My daughter won't come on. After the first scandal broke, she got over um, no, I never will. Now, look after your own kids. A um, few little things. I know. You, you so it's not always that easy, Jay. I understand. For some, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some people who don't need to put their kids in crashes. No, I mean, most of them don't need to. Okay, there is the ones out there that really do. 
with their big houses and their big mortgages. I pay for my house. My partner's able to stay at home. I mean, my, my father bought a house. My mum was able to stay at home and raise six of us. As for that interaction with kids, we got it back in the 70s and 80s. So it was called the playground and the park that our parents brought us to. No, we have a generation of kids growing up, and I've told you this before. They're being brought up by strangers. They don't know. They barely didn't touch their, their laptops, their computers, their smartphones. There's no interaction with anybody anymore. It's in, in another 10 years. I, I think there is. I think some crashes are well run, and there is interaction. I'm, I'm not saying they're not all well run, but it should be subsidised. The girls should be paid a lot more for what they're doing. That's being honest with you. No, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I don't blame the girls on it. I, I, I blame the owners that need to cut corners, they need to tighten up, because and all these regulations, it's just a knee-jerk reaction to what's happened. That's all. It's, it's, it's but what do you say to Laura? You, you're saying there's no need to put your child in a crash. Laura basically well, wouldn't wouldn't have as much money or she wouldn't be able to have the lifestyle she has without, without putting the child in a crash. I know none of us would know, but I mean, your, your children are your children. When do you stay at home? It doesn't take two years to walk to run a house. If it does, there's something seriously wrong with this society. Okay, sorry, Laura, go ahead. That wasn't me, it was Sheila. Oh, sorry, sorry, Sheila, go ahead. It it benefits the children sometimes to have them in a crash. I mean, there's only so much as well that parents can entertain their children at home. And when children are playing with each other... Well, you know, there six of us back in the seventies and eighties before a smartphone. Well, I think you see that's the thing TV, when when, when everybody was having big families. It's spending time with your children. It's called educating and bring them up, and then at a certain age, preschool is brilliant. I love the preschool where they do go in. I think is they want to get their free play say three or four. It's only for an hour or two a day. That interaction with the kids gets them ready for the big school. That's that's okay. And I think that. From any age, that, that's a good thing, you know? I, I, I don't mean to cut across you. I've seen newborn babies being dropped off in a seat at 7 o'clock in the morning for a crash. Right? And they're being picked up at 6 o'clock in the evening. There's something has to give there. That's not fair on or the children. Okay. I, okay, I, I, well, it, well, it does happen, I, I think, Sheila. Okay, listen, lads, I have to wrap it up. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Jay, Sheila, and Laura, and everybody else. And yes, somebody else mentioned that in a text earlier on. I know a couple who are both working now. They both don't need to work. Uh, three children, all three of them under the age of seven, dropped off in a crash uh, and childminders from early in the morning to late in the evening. The children are half asleep at the time they get home. They'll probably straight to bed. I believe it's selfish parents. Oh, okay, all right. Well, not everybody has the same view. Some people have to do it. 